Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my News Corp colleague, racing journalist Matt Jones, who you will know from news.com.au, and pro punter Brad Miller, otherwise known as at Horse Miller 3. How are you, fellas? Hi, Tim. G'day, Tim. Today on the show, of course, we will look at which horses to have a flutter on in both Brisbane and Adelaide. We'll have our best bet, and of course, the quaddies as well. Now, fellas, we've got $100 each on four races. The first of these races is at Morpherville in Adelaide. The Lee Stakes, Group 3, and I am going for this six-year-old gelding, Junipal, number three from the Ma Eustace Stable. Bit of odds around, $9, $10 on Bluebet. And we, of course, spoke about Junipal and, uh, over the past few weeks. Last start was placed after starting favourite. Good price. Draws to do no work. For me, it's $50 each way on Junipal, Brad. Yeah, seven of the last eight winners of this race have carried 55 or 55 and a half kilos. Um, the one I like is a seven, Dallasan. He is 755 days since his last win, but 16 of his last 17 starts have all been at group one level. Uh, he drops back to a group three here. His figure in the Epsom handicap over this trip when third and he was giving away weight that day in the spring um, would just about win this. Um, four wins, hasn't missed top two in six runs on the home track. And under the set weights and penalties conditions of this race, he's a highest rated horse and gets in with just 55 kilos. So I'm pretty keen on him. I'll have 80 a win. Um, the other one I want on my team is the 13 Bell Placia. Um, she's a Kiwi, won well at Oak Bank. Then we were with her in the uh, Queen of the South and she just got shuffled back at a key stage and probably cost her the race last time at Group 2 Mayor's level. I think she was home best last 200 there. Um, the wide gate is the pox on the race, but um, she can go forward and with no weight again here, um, I think she's a chance. So I just want her on the team. $20 a win on the 13 Bell Placia. She's about $17 a blue bet. Matty? Uh, Dallas and should just be winning this race on class alone. I mean, he's raced in. Look at the races he's been in. McKinnon, Canterbury Stakes, George Ryder, Doncaster, Queen Elizabeth. He hasn't won them, but he's actually run quite well in them. And the rest of these horses wouldn't even be in that, wouldn't even get close to running in those races. And, and at the track, he's won six from uh, four from six with two seconds. His class should just get him home here. Um, the price is probably about right. On blue bet, $2.50. Um, I like Cherry Tortoni. Um, been flying when since the blinkers have come off. It's been kept fresh for this. Um, Excelia should get the dream run in transit. And another with the last crack at him too. I think Juniper, Juniper was good um, last start, but did um, give uh, had a weight advantage on Sosie Bonnet and couldn't run it down. I, I think... There's improvement there, naturally, and it will have to improve to win this race. But I think Dallas sends the class, um, 50 a win on it, and I'll put 25 each way on Cherry Tour Tony. Okay, the Goodwood Group 1, of course, race 8 in Adelaide. I'm looking down the field to number 19, Extreme Warrior, outstanding Colt. Uh, Mick Price by Extreme Choice out of Heart of Thrills. Uh, Jamie Carr on board, won the listed Bell Esprit, resuming at Caulfield last start. Obviously... Um, an awkward run, but um, a good jockey can navigate that, I think, $50 each way around that $5 mark with Bluebet. So it's um, $50 each way for Extreme Warrior in the Goodwood for me, Matt. I think it's the time for Bohemoth to 
to win again. Um, should have been fighting out the finish in the Mackay Stakes. Missed the kick and got held up badly at the top of the straight and was really running on. Like that run, um, the horse obviously performs well first up as it did and it does hold its form second up with three wins. It's won five at the track with four seconds from 13 starts. Um, I think it's its time to win. I, I was close to tip. I've got it on top from the Inferno. I think it just missed last start in the Mackay too. Drawn to get a much better run. I was very difficult to, to pick a clear one out of those two for mine. Extreme Warrior will just float across from the wide gate. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe Brad would... I think Brad would be better to talk about this than me, but maybe it's a false favourite to me. I'm not too sure. Um, that's I've got it in for third, though. And Savitou XL is trying to win this race again. Um, those types of horses, they're just in it. The way it runs, it's just in it for a long way. If it doesn't win, I think it runs top three. But I'm going to put my... Um, I'm going to go a similar betting strategy in this race too and just go 50 to win on Behemoth at $7.50 on Blue Bet. But Savitou XL... I think can run in the top three or f- top three or four at worst. And I just think the $11 to win 350 the place with the way it runs can hold on and possibly place $11 to win 350 the place on Blue Bet. Oh, so I'll go 25 each way on Sabre 2 XL. All right, Brad, what do you think? Yeah, if you like a roughie here in the Goodwood, don't be shy backing it because since Black Caviar in 2012, the average Goodwood winner's price is $17. And five of the last six have actually jumped between gates two and six. I like the one uh, behemoth. Surprise me with how well he went first up. Uh, he always runs well for Kayla Crowther. She's a young jockey in terrific form, riding at 50% above market expectation for her last 100 rides. He was a bit tardy away there, just got held up at a key stage, and he should have been in the finish in the Mackay Stakes. Um, he was home a better last 200 than the Inferno, when clear, taking ground off him late. Now he drops 62 down to 59 and meets him better at the weights. Um, the niggle for me is that maybe the soft track helped him let down uh, with these little issues that he has, but I'm just hoping there's some give in the ground. Um, and I think at $8 he's a good price, so I'll have 100 a win on the one behemoth. Alrighty, both going with behemoth and uh, a mighty size of a horse. Um, the BRS. C Sprint Group Three Quality Doombin over thirteen fifty. It's a heavy eight at Doombin at this point. Um, personally, I'm all over the Joe Pride six year old gelding number twelve Tuxu around that seven dollar mark on on Bluebet. Great form this prep, winning twice and a place each time. Loves the heavy going, so I'll have fifty dollars each way with Willie Pike on board. Brad. Yeah, I found this a really tricky race. The starting point for me was the four Buffalo River. He brings the superior ratings. Um, so I think a fast tempo, which looks likely here at 1,350 metres on speed, is really going to suit him. He thrives on wet tracks. His record on soft and heavy tracks is outstanding. Um, if you're on a heavy nine or better, look, he's the most likely winner. The knock for me is the rain forecast on the day. I think it's 35 mils forecast, potentially. Um and if it got to a heavy 10, he's only trying a heavy 10 was at Cranbourne and he failed there. He just didn't handle it. So uh, it's, it's hard for me to bet in the race. So for that reason, I'm going to go a bit wider. I'm going to back a few roughies. I think the 11 Salatine, three out of three at Doombin, 
Um, peak figure was on a heavy 10, uh, which was on New Year's Day at 1,200. I think a repeat of that effort would have it in the finish. Wasn't too bad first up at about the $26 with Bluebet. Um, the nine Holyfield's another one around that sort of $21 to $26 range. Um, drops five kilos on that first up run and now meets Emerald Kingdom and Gemsong, sort of four and a half, five kilos better for only a narrow defeat there. Um, has a close second to 11-11 in the Magic Millions Cup on the resume. That sort of ties him in through Saxagon, who also has a narrow second to that horse in the same race the year prior. Zero from two on the heavy, but both those misses were first up, so that's hardly definitive. Um, and the only run on a, a track, uh, the only run at the track was on a uh, soft seven and ran second. So seems a big price, $21, $26. I'll have it as well, $30 a win. And I will take Soxagon, the three, um, who, you know, belted up Salatine first up. Dominant winner there. Um, that was on a heavy nine. Um, and has good form references, as I sort of mentioned, sort of littered right through the form profile. So it's around that 8 $9 mark, so 40 a win on the three socks are gone. Okie dokie. Well, what about you, Matty? I'm going a bit different here. I think Oscar Zulu, geez, it got badly held up um, in the takeover target stakes first up when starting favourite, um, while the stable mate got all the breaks, um, and it's price, it's overs for me here um, at $12. Um Blondo won that race, and he can be hard to catch, as we all know. He's Blondo, but he excels on wet tracks, and on his day, he is an electric turn of foot and does have a good second-up record. Taksu, <coughs> I agree with Brad. I think he'll run well, but can he win this race at this level? I mean, he, he is a mud runner. He's in top form. He races on the speed. He's likeable. He's got PyCon. Hasn't finished out of the top two this time in. But you got to remember, when he won at Remick last start, they basically just gave him the race. There was no competition in that run. He, he it was like a barrier trial, and he, um, Joe Pride was laughing the whole way. So it was it probably flattered him the way that race turned out. And Emerald Kingdom, I think this is a horse that just gets better and better into a prep and could could run a really good race too. But I just think Oscar Zulu, it ran eighth first up, but it should have been in the finish, I think, and gets barrier four now. Um, I'm going to go 50 each way. $12 the win, $3.80 the place. I think that's great odds. So 50 each one, Oscar Zulu for me. Yeah, I just love the way that Joe Pride prepares his horses, particularly these these geldings, the way that he, he uses uh, different types of techniques. You've had a bit to do with him, Matt, haven't you? He's, a, he's an interesting trainer. Um, what he's done with Eduardo, who who's you know an older gelding but so lightly raced. He's very good, Joe. And he doesn't really come from a racing background either. I think he's got an economics mm. degree. Um, but yep. he bats above his average. Uh, I remember one day he went around with four horses and – had three winners in a second place. Uh, you know, it's that, it's just hard to win a race on a Saturday, let alone do that. He's got to, you know, he's got to, he, and as you mentioned, he does handle the older horse as well and gets a lot out of them. So um, expect, um, obviously, star sprinter Eduardo to, well, it's in the Everest again, and uh, and it's a testament to his training. Yeah, absolutely. All right, our fourth race with the hundred dollars is the Doomman Cup Group One, and uh, and I mention this every week. My my theories are never going to be as complex as these guys because these guys, Matt and Brad, are the experts. But you know, sometimes people go to the track and just bet on what colour the jockey's wearing, and they win better than anyone else. This is the nature of the beast. So Doomman Cup Group One. Number one, Zaki, very, very short, dollar fifty with blue bet. If someone came up to me today and said, "Look, you give me a hundred dollars, I'll give you hundred and fifty back," I reckon I'd take it. So, uh, Zaki for me, hundred dollars to win, Matt. 
Well, yeah, I think Zaki will be winning. Um, the price says it all, dollar fifty. Um, so we've got to find some value out of this. Um, I just think the outsider of the field here, um, Esty Fenny, um, talking to Matthew, Matthew Smith during the week, he could have sent this horse to the Lord Mayor's Cup in Sydney, a much easier race, but obviously there's a lot more prize money here. But <clears throat> the stable's pretty confident this horse will run well. And it's going to be a, they're slightly concerned about a really wet track, but only because the horse hasn't been fully tested on, not because it, they know it doesn't handle it. $61 it's paying. And you will need to run 2,200 probably with Zaki. He'll set a strong tempo. It'll be a tough test. And this horse is an out-and-out 2,400-meter horse. I just think it's well over the odds. Uh, Matthew Smith wouldn't be sending the horse all the way up there um, for this race if you didn't think it'd be competitive. Um, the Snowden horse, I'm prepared to give another chance. Hooter, um, I just think it's got a bit of X factor about it. Third up now too. And Polly Gray, I mean, how strong was it over the line in the Holland Day? It was, I know it was Zaki had the race wrapped up, but it was taking ground off Zaki. It's a wet tracker too. But I think we've got to find some value here. I'm going to go the exacta Zaki into Esty Fenny, um, numbers um, one and eight. So there's a bit of value there. If they can run one, two, we'll get something back. Absolutely. Brad, you? Yeah, sometimes simplicity is the best sophistication, Tim. Um I'm pretty keen, Zaki, here. He was awesome winning the All-Star Mile. Uh, I loved his Queen Elizabeth Heavy 10 runner. He looked the winner and just got outridden, you know, down the outside fence. They put a gap on the rest. Um, then he was a month between runs into the Holland Tail. He, he got the win. I think he goes to a new level here. I'm on at 250 all in, you know, spread across a few corps, but... Uh, I'm not sure there's a lot of fat in the price at $1.50, but I think as far as an investment and a return goes, he's probably the safest way to play it. So um, I'll have 100 a win on the one Zaki. Absolutely. All right. Well, there it is. We'll see how we go. We did all right last week. So uh, uh, $400 from each of us and uh, happy punting. All the very best with that. Next up, it's the Quaddies. Us Aussies love having a crack. We invented the Hills Hoist, wine cast, the mullet, and of course, the streaker. And the mother's mother of all inventions. The quicker, slicker, faster, sharper, brand spanking new Bluebet app. Get racing in sport form. Expert tips, previews, live streaming, and place bets faster than you can say, that's the Ducks nuts! The True Blue brand new Aussie app. Don't let the game play you. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly. All right, quaddy time. Uh, Adelaide for you, Brad. Maddie, you'll look at Sydney. Um, race six in Adelaide, the SA Phillies Classic. Yeah, pretty keen on the five, the Amazonian here. Three wide, no cover. Midfield back off a hot tempo at Caulfield. She was on the tail of Elza Me turning, and she just lost about two and a half lengths, didn't handle the bend. But once they balanced up, she really attacked the line and took most of that ground back off and just kept surging through the line, even with a little check and having to sort of check over heels the last 100 metres. Yafford was in behind. He's since run a terrific second in the derby last week. Um, and she just comes through a fast, high-rating race. So I think stepping from 2,000 to 2,500 is a big tick. And she just brings some different form as well. Has to overcome the wide draw, but I'd expect Mark Zara is positive and goes forward. Um, and the one Dusseur, she was flying with no luck the first two runs back. Um, probably should have won a couple of those. And given a lovely ride last time, 
just looked a little bit flat-footed once she got out. She, she was there to win, but I think they might have put a bit of work into her in the Australasian Oaks, um, coming off the lameness on the start prior. And I think maybe she's looking for this 2,500-metre trip now. So did run a second to Willoughby over this distance in the VRC Oaks in the spring as well. So I'm just going to go with the two runners, five and the one. All right, uh, Maddie. you mentioned the Lord Mayor's Cup earlier. It is the first leg of the quaddy in Sydney, race seven. Yeah, um, I wanted to be on hopeful wherever it went next start. I thought it was running the Hawkesbury Gold Cup and then it was there for everyone to see on Australian debut. They generally take a bit of time to get going, these um, imports, but um, Annabelle Neesham, as we've seen before, has got a great knack of getting them firing straight away at their first prep. Um, I want to be on it from, I mean, Bethancourt, is down in the weights, dropped seven kilos off its midweek win. It's only a midweek win going to a listed win, but it did win by eight lengths, and the horse is in rare form with Alias, who won the Wagga Cup. Good spacing between the runs. They're the three for me. Three, four, and 11 for the first leg at Sydney. All right, second leg of the Quad in Adelaide is the Lee Stakes. Now, uh, you've already given us your thoughts on the race itself. Yeah, we've got the seven Dallas and... Uh, I want to have the one Sosi Bon in. He's flying. He was probably set for that race second up in the Vobus race. Um, but he savaged the line there and drops two and a half kilos. Meets Junipel one and a half better for beating him. Just has the wide draw to overcome. The 13 Bell Plazier, who we mentioned. And the three Junipel. Look, on, on face value last start, it's going to be really hard for him to turn the tables. I'm not sure he's going as well as he was when he was running some good numbers in 2020. Uh, but he's probably now ready fourth up. He's had a year off um, coming into this prep. Off, obviously, uh, had some issues. Um, so I just have to throw him in. Maren used just Johnny Allen, and you can get that sack running behind from gate one. So I've got seven, one, 13, and three. Race eight is the second leg of the quaddy uh, in Sydney. It's the Furphy Handicap, Matt. Uh, Furphy Handicap, Matt. Yeah, I think we get a little bit of value here. I think Miss Fox, $12 is... Good value. I think the horse is really going well. Um, I definitely want to have it in my numbers from a good gate um, with Sunborn. Um, Ed Cubbing, sorry, has waited patiently to place this horse um, third up after a really good win, um, second up. And I think also we Lady of Luxury, Fresh, with Irish Angel. They're the ones with a little bit of value there with the double-figure odds on top for me in, in Miss Fox. But we'll go numbers one, three, 12-13. Adelaide, race eight, the Goodwood, third leg of the quaddy. Yeah, for reasons outlined, we've got one behemoth. I'm putting in the 13 Extreme Warrior. He put a, a big number second up last prep uh, and then went into the, the Coolmore favourite and just pulled up with some issues. So he's second up here this time in um, and he should peak with no weight, Jamie Carr in the saddle. Eight, the Astrologist, drawn gate six, gets a lovely run behind them. Um, just out bobbed at Caulfield, but he just kept finding the line once they got to him and has a nice weight swing on, swing on regards Marie, dropping sort of 60 to 56 kilos. Um, stable and jockey not going well, the issue for him. The two, Sava 2XL, last year's Goodwood winner, drawn to run well again. Slow tempo and sort of had every possible to win in the Mackay Stakes for us at a big price last time, but just got out bobbed on the line by free of debt. Um, so he's been backed, Sava 2XL. 
Uh, the 11 regards Marie, ones I mentioned, it, good win at Caulfield over the astrologist Lombardo, then backed that up with a good win at 1,400, ran a really good number in that 1,200 win at Caulfield, and that was off 21 days out of a 1,400-metre run, which he is again here. So has a profile there, gets a nice run behind, um, and meeting the astrologer sort of three kilos worse at the rates is the only negative I can see for him. So I'm going to have the 1, 13, 8, 2 and 11. Matt, Kia Handicap, race 9, third leg of the quaddy in Sydney. I've got no doubt Quintello's the best horse in the race and if it drew better I would be almost standing it out here just to get my percentage up but I'm just really worried about how the horse maps from barrier 14 and possibly getting caught three wide without cover. I'll back Tommy Berry's skills though to find a good spot from Solar Apex who was fantastic first up in winning and is only going to get stronger. Zing as well will get suck run in behind him, pop off him and, and let down and I can't leave Knight of Power out. If if I leave Knight of Power out of my quaddy and it wins, I, I won't be able to live with myself because I've always got it in the numbers and I've backed it a few times. So we'll go 7, 8, 11 and 13 for the third leg at uh, the Rose Hill quaddy. And Brad, final leg at Morfordville is race nine, the Proud Mistakes. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on one at double figures here around that sort of $9, $10 mark. Uh, the five, Miss Albania. She just got held up at a critical stage in that Mackay Stakes. And I think she just about should have won. Her and Bahamas should have both been right in the finish. And I'm tipping him in the Goodwood. So I think she's got to be a good chance here. She's a fourth up winner. Um, and she looks well placed back to Mare's grade with just 55 and a half kilos on her back. They open sort of $15. She's been backed. Um, I wish she drew a gate. She could just get that suck run in behind at 1200 because I really like the way she travelled into the race when ridden behind the speed. Um, there's a decision to be made there. You know, do they go back or do they go forward? She's gone forward previously. But as I said, I did like the way she finished off in the, the ridden a bit quieter. So hopefully she can just slot in sort of midfield or a couple of pairs back um, and get, get a crack at them. Uh, the three, another award. There's three sort of stand out to me here. Three, another award. Um, very good behind Snapdancer last time. Um, would have been... I would have backed Snapdancer in the Goodwood. Uh, would have been keen on it there. So that's obviously a form reference that I like. And the one Serides was very good winning last time. It was clever tactics by Craig Williams to go forward. I thought he went a bit slow in front, um, but he dashed home and never looked like losing. He's a nice filly. So I think they're the sort of three standouts. But if you want to get uh, a bit of value in and some roughies, uh, the nine poised to rain is an absolute bomb fresh. Uh, she's three from her last four first up runs running uh, mostly the best last 200 splits of the meeting. Um, and she's probably the one that can surprise at a big price. And the six diamonds was home this, the best last 600 of the meeting there last time. And that was only a second quicker than, you know, the boom horse elation on the same day. Second up, she's four starts, two wins, two seconds, and the winkers go on here. And she has form around another award. She's only 0.8 lengths off that horse second up. Um, last prep, and she's about $21. So uh, 5, 3, and 1, and if you're going wider, if you want some roughies in there, 9 and 6. All right, buddy. Final leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill Gardens tomorrow. Matt, it is uh, race 10, the Bowman's Handicap. Yeah, I want to go with one at a little bit of okay odds here, just basically due to the wide gate, I think. Elbuna, Waller Bowman, great team. Obviously, barrier 12, though, isn't great. But I love the way this horse trialled. I think if Huey can just find some cover, one or two off the fence, 
Two off the fence. This horse can explode late at $9. Skywolf going for three straight is a deserved $4 favourite. And I think Rainbow Connection, $5.50. This horse might even run better than that price. I think it's pretty pretty good with Matthew Dunn. And uh, I can't obviously leave out he's a hot shot, $9 on Pacer. Um, it's going to be in it for a long way. Those types of horses you just need to throw in. So we'll throw in four again for the last leg of the quaddy and hope that the Waller Bowman horse gets up for our price. But we'll go numbers 2, 7, 10, and 13. Yeah, $9 on blue bet. That's a, that is a good price. All right, coming up, our best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. All right, fellas, we've got one race that stands out for us for this Saturday. You can go anywhere in the country. I have gone to Melbourne race seven over 1,200 metres, number nine, front page. I like the media angle as well. $3 on blue bet there or thereabouts. Last start winner at Wagga. When first up, won three of five times as favourite. I like front page. Brad, what about you? Yeah, my best bet of the day is Adelaide race six, number five, the Amazonian. Um, for reasons outlined uh, in the quaddy chat, three wide, no cover, fast pace, lost ground, um, Caulfield first time, and then just savage the line the last 200. I think she'll eat up the 2,500 off that effort. Um, and I think she's a good bet around that sort of 440 available with blue bet. Yeah, nice, nice uh, juicy price there if you get the win. Now, what about you, Matt? Going to keep it simple. Horse I've already talked about in the Lord Mayor's Cup, hopeful, $5 on blue bet. I think it gets a lovely run. Um caught the eye on Australian debut. I think it's ready to win. So that's my best bet of the day. $5 on blue bet. Race seven, number four at Rose Hill on Saturday. All right. They all sound good. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matthew. Blue bet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. Yeah, thanks to you and to Brad, of course. Hopefully we've picked you a couple of winners. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Building. Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.